For many, having a career today means being a creative in some shape or form, full-time, part-time, sometime, it's almost unavoidable. Last year alone, in 2020, there were 17,000 new podcasts created each week. Each week, folks, 17,000 new podcasts. If you think about this, at the time of this recording, there are over 31 million YouTube channels. That means 31 million people create some form of content for YouTube's 2 billion users who who consume that content. Across all social media, YouTube, TikTok, you name it, over 50 million creators consuming content. It's a lot of content. So joining me on this episode is someone who knows just a little bit about creating content, just a little bit. He's Emmy Magazine calls him a TV mastermind. C21 Magazine has called him a television format powerhouse. Further, he is a two-time Emmy Award winner, excuse me, Emmy Award winner, two-time Gracie Award winner, and he won the coveted James Beard Award for Best Television Series Chopped. Please join me in welcoming David Knoll to The Coaling Solution. Dave, welcome. That was an outstanding introduction. That, that, uh, I, I'll play it at some point for my mom. She's going to be extremely happy. Oh, and, and then and then hit subscribe <laughs> on podcast for her. Right, <laughs> every subscriber yes, matters. Right, <laughs> I will have to tell her what a podcast is. That's right. Um, but then I will play it for her, and she'll be very impressed. Or not? I don't know if she she's she's not ever impressed. So I'll give that a shot. Yeah, parents have a way. Parents and, and childhood <laughs> friends have a way of just taking you back. Right, just like yeah, yes, yeah. You, you, you're still just Dave. <laughs> Absolutely. She's amazing at it. Yeah. It's it's a good it's a good thing most of the times, right? So uh But thank you so much because uh I have listened to at this point many episodes of your podcast, sir. And um it's it's surprisingly good, as I told you uh just moments ago. Thank um, you. Um it re- uh, really learned a great deal from those podcasts. So thank you. Oh, for, no, thank you so much. For doing this. And so, Dave, I'd like to ask everyone the same question just to help people get to know the guest personally. Okay. Uh, and I know this is tough for you because you've been in so many different places and venues. But I want you to think <laughs> deeply about this. Out of all the folks, including your mom, who believe they know you best, what's one thing that you may be able to share with my audience that all those folks don't know about you? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know. What does no one know? I mean, the, I'll just, I'll say, here's the first thing that popped into my mind is um, I've been obsessed, like in a weird way with TV, even before uh, I realized it. Huh. And it, it's interesting, like there, I read, and I can't remember where it was, but I read years ago. If you're stuck in your career, if you're thinking, what do I do next? Or what should I be doing? What, you know, uh, what is my purpose? Right. One thing you should do is look back to the 10-year-old you yes. or the 11-year-old you. What did you do then that was a little bit weird, that was a little bit different, that was uniquely you because that's the time period, right? Before all the blocks, before all the, yes, Oh, yes. I got to make money. I have kids. I have a wife. I, I have a mortgage. I, I, I got to do this. I, I can't possibly create television shows. I can't possibly have a hit podcast. I can't possibly write all those things that as an adult, we're told we can't do. Well, when you're 10 years old, you didn't have those. So 
I, it's so weak. So I read that a couple of years ago and then I was like, well, this is, but at, you know, at this point, a couple, I had already created a whole bunch of shows and I was like, what was weird about me when I was 10? And I used to make lists of TV shows mm. all the time. Uh, USA Today, uh, <laughs> um, I would buy the, the Wednesday edition of USA Today because that in the purple section, the life section of USA Today. Yes. By the way, kids who are listening, yes. that USA Today used to be a newspaper. It was weird. It would come to your house or you would buy it and it had news in it. Um, but I would go all only the Wednesday ones because it was the list of all of that week's shows. Right, right, right. And the rating and how many people watched it. Hmm. And so I have notebooks or my so I I remember doing this. Like I would have notebooks of lists of shows, like what did well that week, what didn't do well, right? What were my favorite shows? And so I called my mom and I said, Do you remember this? I'm vaguely remembering. And so she went back and she found in some file somewhere, she had saved these crazy lists that I would make um, of TV shows. Right. And so it is, this is something not, no one knows about me, about my mom. I used to make crazy lists and now here I am working in television, just That's... trying to get on lists like that. And what, and what was the composition of the list? How do you distinguish the list? It was different. Like the the main thing I would do is here's the top forty shows of the week, ah, and I gotcha. would just stare what's going up, what's going down. Interesting. But then I was also obsessed with the bottom ten or whatever. Gotcha. <laughs> Why they fail? I don't want to be like them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now that I've been in TV for a while, I can tell you I've been on the bottom of those lists. Oh You're, man, it's you often start there, no you, matter what. What's the so show. funny is when you said USA Today, like took me back to like there was a time, right? Like I used to take the my one of my earlier jobs was uh, I was a vice president, my first gig in uh, Chase, vice president of. Uh, in a part of HR and I would take the train in New York every day from Philadelphia, right? Like a two hour oh. train ride. And wow. what I will pick up a USA today. Wow. Right? And at that point it was 50 cents or whatever it was, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Right. But it was so enjoyable. Cause like you said, the colored sections. And so, so I wasn't a New York times reader. Some people go, ah, oh, I didn't read New York times, whatever. I liked USA today in the way it was organized. Right. Um, and, and like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, your point of, wow, there was, yes, we had papers. We had physical papers. I used to you enjoy that. And I know some people still get them today, but it's a rarity, I think. I did the same thing. I would go on the train from Jersey. So my ride was a little bit shorter than yours. It wasn't, it was, you know, 45 minutes though. And I, yes, I would buy the USA Today yeah. uh, when I was older and still look at those lists, whether it was the sports charts that they had or on Wednesdays, they always had the ratings. Right. And I would analyze those crazy ratings love that love that and by the way your point of dialing back so you know one of the things i teach uh that's in the earlier part of my book called success your own term shameless plug i have to make but because we're so connected on this thought is <laughs> outstanding book <laughs> yeah people. outstanding book uh there's six promises in the book and the first promise is how do you find your passion and purpose right and when I teach the class or the online course that we have on our website, one of the first things in terms of dialing into your passion and purpose, I ask like three or four questions. And one of the questions is, can you close your eyes and think about what you knew you wanted to be when you were 10, 11 or 12? Oh, right. Wow. That's one of the questions because it was uninhibited. Right. You didn't have Absolutely. the. The, the thing yet of I've got to make income from it. Right? I've got to support a family right. from it. You just knew that you wanted to do it. Period. Right. 
what I tell people um, when I give talks to younger students or go to colleges and, and, uh, or now Zooms um, and talk to students, one of the things I say is you are coming up in an amazing time because you can do anything, anything. you want to do. Anything. If you want to be a right. broadcaster, learn do a hundred episodes of a podcast, and that will teach you will learn things. Absolutely. If you want to create a show, people come to me all the time with different show ideas. Um, and Cleve and I are Cleve is my uh creative partner, my business partner. We've been together for forever. Um, we create shows so much we don't take pitches ever. We never mm. because we're I mean, we literally we created three shows today. It's so funny. Gotcha. We just start on a conversation and then it leads to something else we're like what about this what about this what about this um but what i say to them is if you want to prove your show make it make it right like pick up your phone learn editing it's not hard and and try things and trust me like if someone ever said i have this show idea and again, we don't take pictures at all. But if someone said, I had the show idea, I made 10 different YouTube shows. Right. But the ninth one got millions and millions and millions of views. This is it. I would pay attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. I would pay attention to that. Absolutely. Because that's saying you did the work. What is that? You could do that in the next three years, four years. Yeah. Um, but if you want to write, write, blog, do it, you know, submit to any number of websites that are looking desperately for content. Absolutely. Um, now is the time to do it. I, you know, yeah. knit, I don't know, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. whatever you like to do. Um, and, it, and it's, then it's less about uh, the production of it. And it, it's about the idea. Right. And so much of what I do, so much of sh show business, television, uh, journalism it, it's all about what is that one idea that's just one unique thing one bit of magic um that no one else has done or no one else has done as as well as you can do it yeah i mean um, and and yes but right because i agree with everything you said but also see yeah. the other side and by the way i'm like the eternal optimist right so i'm kind of playing <laughs> playing devil's advocate on purpose right but like you know when you grew up and you know let's take you know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, and let's take the recording industry, right? At that time, uh, you had the bigger labels, right? Let's let's say, uh, you know, RCA and, and Sony and so on and so forth. The idea of, of using the word like disintermediation was almost like a bad word to a certain degree. Like you're going to oh, go independent. God. Like who goes independent? Like what does that mean? That means you're like, you know, under the belly of everything. Uh, and then you had a few artists like a Master P and such who sold out of your trunk and built a massive audience and then <laughs> did it. And people said, oh, independent can work and you have stronger margins and you create some leverage and then you can do a distribution deal or a production and distribution deal and so on and so forth. And and so right now, disintermediation can be where most people start. Right. And yes. I think it, and, and so pick pick your creative space, whether it's uh, music recording Right. And you do uh, directly through TuneCore, whether it's video recording and you go through YouTube and Vimeo or channels like that or Facebook, whether it's writing and you go through Medium, Reddit and other places to, as your outlet, <laughs> pick a place. Right. So yep. with that comes the volume because the gating functions are gone to a certain degree. Yes. So 
Back to the point I made earlier. (laughs) Once you've figured out that this is what you love, and once you have found all of those many vehicles that you just, now you're right. There's enormous amount of competition. Right. Now you have to focus on what is my hook. And that's, Cleve and I, this is what we do every day, Right. right? How much TV is out there now? whether it's on Netflix or ABC or Fox or, or A&E or Discovery right. or on YouTube, we're trying to figure out every single day the hook, the what's the next chopped? Right. What's the next mass Singer? What's the next Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud, Survivor, uh, America's Got Talent? What is that thing that no one else has ever done? Yeah. Um, and so what we focus on, we call it the one click. Um, and it's so interesting because first you have to find your one purpose. Mm. Then once you found that one purpose, I would say what we really focus on is the one click. So what that means is what most of the time, and, I, and when I say most of the time, 98, 99, maybe 99.9% of the time, a hit anything is one click away from a previous hit. Mm. And what that means is like there's a hit, there's something that everyone's used to, there's something that everybody loves, and then you're going to add one unique, cool, magical, aha thing, but only one, usually, because that's all that really people can remember. And it's that's all people really want. They want that one thing to talk about. Mass Singers is a great example. Mass Singer has judges, it has performers, it has singers, it has celebrities, it has a host, it's on Fox, it's a, it's in a studio, there's an audience. It's even the color blue. It's so close to hmm. Idol, hmm. right? Like if you watch both shows, you wouldn't, but they've got these crazy costumes on. Right. <laughs> and it's right. that's one twist that is great. Like as soon as Cleve and I saw it, we were like, well, that is crazy. And it it's either going to fail miserably and be a laughingstock or it's going to be a massive hit that everyone's going to talk about. And in that particular case, it was a massive hit. And so the, um, Hmm. that's, that's that thing. And I would say, even if you're writing, even if you're podcasting, no matter what, what is your hook that, um, I call it Lucy at a party. Cause there was a woman named Lucy who I was at a lot of, uh, dinner parties with. And she used to talk about uh, the latest. She was she was a talker, mm-hmm. and she uh, she still is. I see her every once in a while. Uh, she knows that I talk about her, so that's fun. Um, but she is a talker, and she likes to talk about her favorite movies, her favorite singers, her favorite shows, her favorite apps, her favorite blank. Right. And what I noticed is, Cleve and I kept talking about what's the one click, what's the one click, and what I noticed was that's what people do, right? They say, hey, have you seen this show? Um, have you heard this artist? And then if someone says no, then you have to describe it. It's on Netflix. It's on whatever. And I distinctly remember she was describing Game of Thrones to someone. And she said, oh, my God, it's, have you seen Game of Thrones? And they hadn't. And she said it was early on. And she said it's like Lord of the Rings, but it's on HBO. So there's sex and violence. And... 
the person mm-hmm. said, it's on HBO, so there's sex? And she said, there's sex, <laughs> yeah. And, he, and then he was like, there's violence? And she was like, but it's violent. violent. And I was like, that's it. That's the one click. It's, that's the perfect example. Yeah. You immediately know everything about that show. When mm-hmm. she says, mm-hmm. it's like uh, Lord of the Rings, but it's on HBO. You yeah. get it. You like the yeah. whole thing. It's not exact. You know, you don't know exactly. But you basically, you're like, oh, I'll try that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's good. And that's what I would ha- like. That's what Cleve and I search for every day, mm. every single day. What's the new game show? What's the new competition show? The new cooking? Anything? What's the one thing where Lucy at a party will go? Oh, have you seen Chopped? Right. Right. Huh? Well, it's kind of like other cooking competitions, except there's th- what we did for the first time was there was three competitions instead of in the hour. So it moved much quicker than every other show that had come before. Mm, it. Mm. And um, in that one case, it took off and it was amazing. Gotcha. You know, Cleve and I have created hundreds of thousands of shows at this point, thousands of formats. You know, all of them go nowhere. But once every once in a while, something right. really hits. And you're like, that's cool. It feels like golf, like you know, bunch of bunch of hits, and then you get you get one nice one. It keeps you in there. It it, I no one has ever described it like that to me before, and it is exactly it. It is like you're playing golf, and yet you are trying to get the hole in one. Yes, it's that rare. Yeah, right. Like there's so many shows out there. There's so much content. There's so much competition, and you're just like, well. We've gotten the hole in one once or twice. Right. I mean, that, at least my golf game, right? My golf game's that bad where it's like, you know, a hit, a hit, a hit. <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And then you get that nice shot. You can hear it. It lands oh, right. And you feel it. And you right? want to play more after that, right? You're like, I'm ready oh. to play more. <laughs> that. <laughs> and then the next swing is the worst. Is the worst. And exactly. It goes, exactly. And you break a window. Right. But after no, one yeah. good swing, you'll, you'll take 90 more, right? You, to, to get yeah. that next one again. So. That's what it, that's what you made me think about when you said that. You know, what, you one of the things that, that feeling again. Yeah, one of the things that when you said that that uh, you know that that thing plus one almost reminds me of like uh, you know because back in the day when I when I think about marketing and some of the things most of us learned in marketing school again, you must see it seven or eight times to be attracted to it. But yeah, I think we didn't have the volumes that we had today. Like when I think seventeen thousand new podcasts per week. Your point though about this because I don't want to miss this. Um, attaching to something and sometimes we think you know frame a reference give me something i can easily grapple with right and then go oh and then plus this differentiated point right so for my uh you know heavy logical people listening thinking about how to differentiate think of maybe think of it that way this frame of reference that makes a person go yes got it and then differentiate it right so you know if you're a star trek person it's like yoda but now he's tall Yes, I mean literally that's exactly your example Disney Plus just did that right Mandalorian what did everyone talk about baby Yoda yeah and as soon as you say that that's that's how they sold that show word of mouth style like there were great trailers that didn't show baby Yoda or whatever but what the reason why that show exploded the way it did two words baby Yoda that's that's the essence of this one click theory that we have. What is the one thing that everyone can talk about? And uh, uh, we've been talking about this for decades, but you just put it in a much more intelligent way. <laughs> of course, that's why I love your podcast. <laughs> There's a frame of reference that everyone has. We all know what Yoda is, even if you don't know the movies. And this is Baby Yoda. 
And so immediately, as so- I, we didn't even have Disney Plus when that started. But as soon as I heard Baby Yoda, I was like, I got to see this. I, I, I have to watch this show. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I need to see it. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's other people out there who are like, Baby Yoda, I get it, but I don't care. But, it, the, but that's your goal. The, you have the frame of reference. And then what's the one thing? Because that's all you need then. Yeah. That's all you need. So let me ask you this, because, you know, for you creating a new show, just like you said, three shows today is probably like sleepwalking <laughs> for you. Like you get up, you're shaving, you're brushing your teeth. And by the time your bagel hits the plate, you've got a show idea that you're scribbling on a napkin, right? Yeah. Uh, and same Always. thing, you know, you'd work out, get to lunch, second shows, kind of scribble, etc. Talk to me about developing the the creative habits, if you will, right? Because when I think about some of these new creatives, Dave, when I said full-time, part-time, sometime, let's assume the large majority are in that part-time sometime. Yeah. Right. Seriously. I, right. I, th- I think there's no, no guess. I remember seeing the stats. I don't, I don't want to try to quote them because I'm going to misquote them, but I know the large majority are part-time sometime. And so trying to figure out technically the habits, and I know you're deep into a couple things. One, I know you do a lot of research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is not like you're going, Oh, you know, that one. Right. And spinning a dial. So, so talk about maybe, you know, some of the habits you've developed over the years of doing these hundreds of shows that are kind of natural for you now, but they were, you know, at one point you had to work on developing these habits. Talk about what some of those habits are. One thing is you have to see it like, like you're working out. It, it's, and you're working at like, we're not going to, none of us. I mean, first of all, I'll never look like the rock, no matter how, you know, how many hours you got to, you got to up out. your belief, Dave, you got to bring exactly, up. Your belief. Right, I'm right. just going to say that to you. But in order to get closer to the rock, right, you have to lift a weight. You have to do it, right? The being creative the way Cleve and I are, you have to do it every day. Like, you have to say, this is what I love, like a crazy person, and you have to do it every day. So even if I had a different job, because there was a point in time where I did have a different job, and I just did it. I created shows constantly. It was just, it was in my blood. I don't know. I don't know why you, you have to. And in order to sell shows, you have to be a bit of a crazy person because you're going to get turned down 900 times before you get any success. It's that's just true. Yeah. Um, so I would say you just have to know that it's like working out and, and it, it's if you talk to writers, if you talk to song, I've talked to a bunch of songwriters because I started MTV and, and VH1, and songwriters say the same thing. You just have to write songs. You have to have a day where you wrote six songs, and then the next day you try it and then you fail, and then the next day you try and then you fail, and then the next day you go back and there's like you look at those original six songs and you realize they're all horrible, and then the next day you write, and it's day you know. 4,327 that you write the hit song. And that's the way you, you have to go into it knowing that. That's, that's just the truth. Um, now, people will say, well, what about this example? And I, it's true. Like, uh, I think Seinfeld created one show and it was Seinfeld and that was a big hit. So you're like, well, can't I do that? Sure, but he <laughs> won the lottery right, and he right. was a legendary stand up comedian before that happened. Right. Um, you're the really, that's not going to happen. So you have to know you just, that's why people say, find your passion and find your purpose. Because 
if that's not, if creating shows isn't your passion, your purpose, you'll never make it. It's not, it'll, and you shouldn't do it, right? Like, just don't do it. If it, find your passion, your purpose, if, because that is what you're going to love doing, even when it's crazy hard. Um, so I would say that's, that's, and then we are huge about research, history, um, breaking down formats to their essence, all of that. Uh, we probably know more about the history of unscripted formats, game and competition, than just about anybody, maybe anybody in the United States, because yeah. we talk about it constantly. We're constantly looking at old shows or current shows and not just watching them. What mm. we'll do is uh, pre-COVID, but now we do it um, Zoom style. But pre-COVID, Cleveland would come over to my house and we would pick a show, say Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And she would sit in my basement. We have uh, a gigantic screen and a theater situation. So we'd sit in really comfortable chairs and watch five episodes in a row mm. of Shark Tank. And what happens when you do that is, you know, the first episode, you're just enjoying it like a normal human. Right. And then the second episode, you start to really notice, oh, I see how the shots work here. I see how the intro works. By the fourth or fifth episode, with someone else who enjoys doing this as much as you do, you're like, you get, you notice things you've never seen before, even though I've seen the show 30 times. Right. And we're back. Look at how they get to commercial. Look at how they tease that. Oh, they don't put that graphic up until here every single time. Oh, they always go to Cuban for this reaction. Mm, Oh, they always mm, do. mm -hmm. And that's the, that. So, you know, most of that information then is useless. Right. But what happens then is all of that research and all of that history and all of those discussions, works their way into a conversation that we, you know, so then five weeks later, Cleve says, Hey, what about this? And it's a cooking competition or a real estate show or a talent show, whatever it is. And then we both go, Oh my gosh, we can use that thing from act two of shark tank that they did right? because no one's ever done that before in a cooking show. Mm -hmm. And that's where really great shows happen. That's when we're like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and then you pitch them and someone says, you know, I pass. And then it breaks your heart. But you keep going. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. If you if you had to gamble on this, right, and put put a couple dollars up, how, how much would you Let's guesstimate you research in a week's time, right? Uh, so, you know, let's just say you work a 40-hour week, 60-hour week. How much time is devoted to research, would you guess? It is... Like if you include, which that's three, like all the business books I read, all mm. the media books I read, all of the you know Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, um, twenty five percent of the time. Twenty five percent. Yeah. That's, okay, that's good to know. That is so like, good to know. And that's just simply research. I'm not even talking about where we're creating back and forth. Mm-hmm. Just straight research. That's just dialing in, trying to understand and interpret. I mean, even what you just said, when I thought about it, um, the the Shark Tank example, the nuances of what happens, and I forget what author said this. Uh, it may have been Maya Angelou. Uh, people don't always forget what you said or what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. 100%. I can think of like American Idol, Voice, yeah. and uh, Mass Singer. They all make me feel different. 
right? American Idol has the thing where they do all these things and the goofy cutouts and where they'll get up and dance with each other or run out around and do different things, right? The voice has the whole thing where their backs are turned and it seems more totally focused on the quality in the spinning chair and the audience there with them, right? Less antics, but when they do the antics, they're more, uh, I would say, more about between themselves, Blake and, and, and Adam and things like that, right? And then, um, like you said, the mask Singer is the masks, right? And the guests they who bring is, on every now and then, right? Who is it? Who is it? The, the interesting thing is, uh, for, again, for what we do is, and, and it's, it's crazy how applicable it is to 2021, is back in the 70s and 80s, there was this team, uh, Mark Goodson and Bill Todman, and they were the kings of game shows. And that. you would so yeah. back in the day when we would stay Family home from feud. school because yeah. you're sick and you watch game shows. At the end of the episode, it would say Mark Goodson, Bill Todman, and yeah. some guy would come on and say, "This has been a production." Yes, Mark Goodson and Bill Todman. And one of the things that Goodson talks about in there's. Sadly, there wasn't that many interviews that still exist, but I've read whatever, you know, any, any filmed interviews he's done, I've, I've seen anything written about him, I've read. He talks about creating game shows and creating television and how the key is when you're watching it with an audience, a new audience, if they're talking back to the TV, mm. if they're literally speaking to the television. Right. So you say the voice. What happens when you watch the voice? I know this because I have a 13-year-old and we watch the voice. During the performance, you start to say, Blake's going to love this. Blake that's right. is going to love this. He's going to hit his button. Hit your button, Blake. That's, that's hit it. That's right. You start saying, turn around. <laughs> that's when you're talking to the TV. Right. That's, oh, then it's a hit show. Mass Singer, right? Right away, as soon as they the clues, yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, it's uh, you know, Sharon Osbourne. It's got to be Sharon Osbourne. Whatever it is, it's T Pain. I know it's T Pain. Like you're you're engaging with the TV, and so Cleve and I have been like literally, we read that for the first time back 15 Hmm. years ago, 20 years ago, doing research, and now how amazingly applicable is that? So Goodson's talking about this in 1978, 79, or whatever. Everything now is about engagement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If 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 there's a LinkedIn article and it takes off, it's because people have mm. engaged. Mm, it's mm, because mm. what do they say when you make a post and you want a lot of extra people to read the post? Put a question in. That's the the make sure there's a pretty picture, usually, right? Colors, people like colors, people like <laughs> good looking things. Yes. And then add a question at the end of it or in the middle of it or, or, or in your headline because then people will engage. We're still craving here in 2021, is that what year it is, engagement. Yes. yes. How can we get people to engage? That's so good. And that's literally what I do all day long. That's so good. I, I want to I I wrap up these five points. Um, something you said on engagement that's so funny. I have to admit this. On The Voice – when they're close to the end of the song, right? You can see the song starting to wind down. There's a part of me that has like a slight panic and when nobody turns. And I'm like, come on, right? And you see the person holding that last note, right? Extra long. They're like, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, come on, somebody turn for this person, right? 
It's killing me. <laughs> and they can't see her. So you're like, she's only like 16 years right. old. She's going she's to pass out trying to hold this note for God's sake. Right. Turn. Or like, this guy's a dad. He's got five kids. Exactly. Exactly. The backstage hit your button. I mean, so it works exponentially well in my home. I will, wow. I will tell you that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me try to wrap with these points uh, that I think are so good. Uh, and let me know, Dave, if I missed any or misinterpreted one, the frame of reference plus one, that's what I'm calling it. But Dave, you know, find your, find that thing that's working and add your piece to it that differentiates it. Two, when I asked Dave about, uh, you know, what he's done, how he's made this a part of like, how do you get to creating three shows a day? You've got to do it every day. You've got to make this a part of what you do. And I think a third point that was wrapped up in there, but I think it's worth making a third point to, to, to break it apart is connect it to your why. Connect it to your passion and purpose, right? If it's connected to your passion and purpose, doing it every day becomes much easier. So if your passion and purpose is about caring for children, hopefully your podcast is as well, right? If your passion yes. and purpose is carpentry, don't just do a leadership podcast. It sounds like you should do a, a carpentry podcast, right? Do something that's connected that keeps you in the flow of in, in your lane. Four, Dave does research almost 25% a week. So studying the craft uh, as we do on anything else, um, if you want to exceed and, and excel and, and be a two-time Emmy winner and be called a TV mastermind and, and all those kind I of things. I love that. That was great. <laughs> you you got to study the craft. Um, and, and in the research, something you said, Dave, I think was really powerful. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it back. But all three of the shows we talked about, for example, were about singing. So a lot of times we think of as product people, marketing people, we think about what's the what's the what's the product. So we would say, hey, it's about a person singing and we got to blow that up and make that work. All the examples we talked about, though, kept that true, but wrapped it in things that were created a unique experience and feeling for folks. Right. Without taking the emphasis still off the singing. So they didn't de-emphasize it. They figured out a way to create things around it that gave people more. And, and then like, Dave's go ahead. Sorry. It's like, it, just quickly. It's like you were saying about what makes you feel all, all of those shows make you feel something. Yeah. And that's what the music, right? Like that's why music shows, performance shows, talent shows are so big because you're watching these people dance and you're like, this is amazing. Or they're watching this woman sing and you're crying, exactly. right? Like, or, or even cooking competition. You're looking at that food. When a cooking competition really works, you're looking at that food, you're going, I, I want to eat that so bad. Like, get me food like that right now. Exactly. What do I have to pay? And that is successful content. That's... When when you're when you crave it, and if there was an and that's like chopped, sometimes there's a marathon and people just watch seven episodes in a row. It's because it moves so fast, it's because someone's always getting eliminated. And it's because the food looks so good. It looks so good. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to reach through the TV. But yeah, what else would you say? It pro- probably creates a little problems in the home between the husband looking at the wife going, well, I, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> when am I getting that? Um, and then she, uh, and she's like, I bought you that barbecue. Why yeah. don't yeah, you make it? Doesn't look like, yeah, exactly. Um, the fifth and final house. point uh, that you hit was, was exactly what you just said. How do you create an environment where the viewer or listener is talking back, right? Talking back to the screen, uh, talking back to the podcast that they're listening to or whatever, right? And, and creating that Engage. level of engagement. Yeah. Those e- are really Emailing good. you, but do, what kind of comments they're going to give, g- giving you suggestions. Engaging is 
as soon as Twitter took off, but even now, even uh, TikTok, Clubhouse, it's all about about joining in. We right. all want to be a part of something, right? Absolutely. Whether it's just watching Wheel of Fortune and yelling answers at the screen, which I still do to this day, absolutely. Or or whether it's uh, looking at TikTok and going, I'm going to do that dance. I'm yes. going to do it, and it's the, my version is going to be amazing. Right, the challenge, the duet, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, these are so good, Dave. Um, any final thoughts you want to leave before we wrap? Just, I would say the there's all these quotes. One of the things I look for, I love quotes. I'm obsessed with quotes, and one of the things I look for now are quotes from different people, wildly different people, different time periods that are saying the same thing. And if you look up great Oprah quotes, mm. she has a quote about learning who you are and then being that person. Mm -hmm. And then if you look up quotes from Walt Disney, he has a great quote about learning who you are and being that person. And then if you like, I think Buddha has a great, like there's like five different legends from multiple time periods that all have this quote. Yeah. And I've noticed that. And I've, I, I, I typed all these quotes out in a word document was just staring at them. And it's crazy to me how important that is yes. because that when you're not only looking for your purpose or you're looking for your passion or you're looking for how am I going to spend my extra four hours a day or an hour a day or my weekend time or, or what am I going to create my content? What's the one thing that's going to be different about that? Mm -hmm. All of it can be found in that same exact answer. Yeah. Uh, what makes you, you, um, uh, although I would say like there was one quote which is what makes you you pursue that and then I would just add you know what makes you you and then what makes you money <laughs> and then combine those two things that's right and that's a good idea that's right make it bankable people well this is you've heard it from from Dave No. make it bankable make people it bankable. that's the shirt for today <clears throat> absolutely so you've heard from uh, from Dave Noel and, and myself obviously these are our thoughts as I always tell you guys uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts so wherever you're listening or watching please add your comments we'd love to hear from you or the, on the CoreLinkSolution.com and until next time as always you're informed you are empowered and so now you can be accountable with this information see you next time <laughs>